This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. How can we increase our capacity to engage children in spiritual conversations? Stay tuned to learn more about Lacey Finn Borgo's book, Spiritual Conversations with Children, and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Jeremiah chapter 7. Faulty religion and unethical behavior will lead to judgment. The Lord said to Jeremiah, Stand in the gate of the Lord's temple and proclaim this message. Listen to the Lord's message, all you people of Judah, who have passed through these gates to worship the Lord. The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, Change the way you have been living and do what is right. If you do, I will allow you to continue to live in this land. Stop putting your confidence in the false belief that says, We are safe. The temple of the Lord is here. The temple of the Lord is here. The temple of the Lord is here. You must change the way you have been living and do what is right. You must treat one another fairly. Stop oppressing resident foreigners who live in your land, children who have lost their fathers, and women who have lost their husbands. Stop killing innocent people in this land. Stop paying allegiance to other gods. They will only bring about your ruin. If you stop doing these things, I will allow you to continue to live in this land that I gave to your ancestors as a lasting possession. But just look at you. You are putting your confidence in a false belief that will not deliver you. You steal. You murder. You commit adultery. You lie when you swear on oath. You sacrifice to the god Baal. You pay allegiance to other gods whom you have not previously known. Then you come and stand in my presence in this temple. I have claimed as my own and say, we are safe. You think you are so safe that you go on doing all those hateful sins. Do you think this temple I have claimed as my own is to be a hideout for robbers? You had better take note. I have seen for myself what you have done, says the Lord. So go to the place of Shiloh, where I allowed myself to be worshipped in the early days. See what I did to it because of the wicked things my people Israel did. You also have done all these things, says the Lord, and I have spoken to you over and over again, but you have not listened. You have refused to respond when I called you to repent. 
So I will destroy this temple that I have claimed as my own, this temple that you are trusting to protect you. I will destroy this place that I gave to you and your ancestors, just like I destroyed Shiloh. And I will drive you out of my sight, just like I drove out your relatives, the people of Israel. But as for you, Jeremiah, do not pray for these people. Do not raise a cry of prayer for them. Do not plead with me to save them, because I will not listen to you. Do you see what they are doing in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? Children are gathering firewood. Fathers are building fires with it. And women are mixing dough to bake cakes to offer to the goddess they call the Queen of Heaven. They are also pouring out drink offerings to other gods. They seem to do all this just to trouble me. But I am not really the one being troubled, says the Lord. Rather, they are bringing trouble on themselves to their own shame. So the sovereign Lord says, my raging fury will be poured out on this land. It will be poured out on human beings and animals, on trees and crops, and it will burn like a fire that cannot be extinguished. The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says to the people of Judah, you might as well go ahead and add the meat of your burnt offerings to that of the other sacrifices and eat it too. Consider this. When I spoke to your ancestors after I brought them out of Egypt, I did not merely give them commands about burnt offerings and sacrifices. I also explicitly commanded them, Obey me. If you do, I will be your God and you will be my people. Live exactly the way I tell you and things will go well with you. But they did not listen to me or pay any attention to me. They followed the stubborn inclinations of their own wicked hearts. They acted worse and worse instead of better. From the time your ancestors departed the land of Egypt until now, I sent my servants, the prophets, to you again and again, day after day. But your ancestors did not listen to me, nor pay attention to me. They became obstinate and were more wicked than even their own forefathers. Then the Lord said to me, When you tell them all this, they will not listen to you. When you call out to them, they will not respond to you. So tell them, This is a nation that has not obeyed the Lord their God and has not accepted correction. Faithfulness is nowhere to be found in it. These people do not even profess it anymore. So mourn, you people of this nation. Cut off your hair and throw it away. Sing a song of mourning on the hilltops. For the Lord has decided to reject and forsake this generation that has provoked his wrath. The Lord says, I have rejected them because the people of Judah have done what I consider evil. They have set up their disgusting idols in the temple that I have claimed for my own and have defiled it. They have also built places of worship in a place called Tothath in the valley of Ben-Hinnom so that they can sacrifice their sons and daughters by fire. That is something I never commanded them to do. Indeed, it never even entered my mind to command such a thing. So watch out, says the Lord. The time will come when people will no longer call those places Tophet or the Valley of Ben-Hinnom. They will call that valley the Valley of Slaughter, and they will bury so many people in Tophet that they will run out of room. Then the dead bodies of these people will be left on the ground for the birds and the wild animals to eat. There will not be any survivors to scare them away. I will put an end to the sounds of joy and gladness or the glad celebration of brides and grooms throughout the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem, for the whole land will become a desolate wasteland. Jeremiah chapter 22, verses 13 through 23.
judgment on Jehoiakim. Sure to be judged is the king who builds his palace using injustice and treats people unfairly while adding its upper rooms. He makes his countrymen work for him for nothing. He does not pay them for their labor. He says, I will build myself a large palace with spacious upper rooms. He cuts windows in its walls, panels it with cedar, and paints its rooms red. Does it make you any more of a king that you outstrip everyone else in building with cedar? Just think about your father. He was content that he had food and drink. He did what was just and right. So things went well with him. He upheld the cause of the poor and needy. So things went well for Judah. The Lord says, That is a good example of what it means to know me. But you are always thinking and looking for ways to increase your wealth by dishonest means. Your eyes and your heart are set on killing some innocent person and committing fraud and oppression. So the Lord has this to say about Josiah's son, King Jehoiakim of Judah. People will not mourn for him, saying, This makes me sad, my brother. This makes me sad, my sister. They will not mourn for him, saying, Poor, poor Lord. Poor, poor majesty. He will be left unburied, just like a dead donkey. His body will be dragged off and thrown outside the gates of Jerusalem. Warning to Jerusalem. People of Jerusalem, go up to Lebanon and cry out in mourning. Go to the land of Bashan and cry out loudly. Cry out in mourning from the mountains of Moab. For your allies have all been defeated. While you were feeling secure, I gave you warning. But you said, I refuse to listen to you. That is the way you have acted from your earliest history onward. Indeed, you have never paid attention to me. My judgment will carry off all your leaders like a storm wind. Your allies will go into captivity. Then you will certainly be disgraced and put to shame. Because of all the wickedness you have done, you may feel as secure as a bird nesting in the cedars of Lebanon. But oh, how you will groan when the pains of judgment come on you. They will be like those of a woman giving birth to a baby. Jeremiah chapter 26. Jeremiah is put on trial as a false prophet. The Lord spoke to Jeremiah at the beginning of the reign of Josiah's son, King Jehoiakim of Judah. The Lord said, Go stand in the courtyard of the Lord's temple. Speak out to all the people who are coming from the towns of Judah to worship in the Lord's temple. Tell them everything I command you to tell them. Do not leave out a single word. Maybe they will pay attention and each of them will stop living the evil way they do. If they do that, then I will forego destroying them, as I had intended to do, because of the wicked things they have been doing. Tell them that the Lord says, You must obey me. You must live according to the way I have instructed you in my laws. You must pay attention to the exhortations of my servants, the prophets. I have sent them to you over and over again, but you have not paid any attention to them. If you do not obey me, then I will do to this temple what I did to Shiloh, and I will make this city an example to be used in curses by people from all the nations on the earth. The priests, the prophets, and all the people heard Jeremiah say these things in the Lord's temple. Jeremiah had just barely finished saying all the Lord had commanded him to say to all the people when all at once some of the priests, the prophets, and the people grabbed him and shouted, You deserve to die. How dare you claim the Lord's authority? to prophesy such things. How dare you claim his authority to prophesy that this temple will become like Shiloh and that this city will become an uninhabited ruin. Then all the people crowded around Jeremiah in the Lord's temple. However, some of the officials of Judah heard about what was happening and they rushed up to the Lord's temple from the royal palace. 
They set up court at the entrance of the new gate of the Lord's temple. Then the priests and the prophets made their charges before the officials and all the people. They said, This man should be condemned to die because he prophesies against this city. You have heard him do so with your own ears. Then Jeremiah made his defense before all the officials and all the people. The Lord sent me to prophesy everything you have heard me say against this temple and against this city. But correct the way you have been living and do what is right. Obey the Lord your God. If you do, the Lord will forgo destroying you as he threatened he would. As to my case, I am in your power. Do to me what you deem fair and proper, but you should take careful note of this. If you put me to death, you will bring on yourselves and this city and those who live in it the guilt of murdering an innocent man. For the Lord has sent me to speak all this where you can hear it. That is the truth. Then the officials and all the people rendered their verdict to the priests and the prophets. They said, This man should not be condemned to die, for he has spoken to us under the authority of the Lord our God. Then some of the elders of Judah stepped forward and spoke to all the people gathered there. They said, Micah from Moresheth prophesied during the time Hezekiah was king of Judah. He told all the people of Judah, The Lord of heaven's armies says, Zion will become a plowed field. Jerusalem will become a pile of rubble. The temple mount will become a mere wooded ridge. King Hezekiah and all the people of Judah did not put him to death, did they? Did not Hezekiah show reverence for the Lord and seek the Lord's favor? Did not the Lord forego destroying them as he threatened he would? But we are on the verge of bringing great disaster on ourselves. Now there was another man who prophesied as the Lord's representative against this city and this land, just as Jeremiah did. His name was Uriah, son of Shemaiah, from Kirath Jerarim. When King Jehoiakim and all his bodyguards and officials heard what he was prophesying, the king sought to have him executed. But Uriah found out about it and fled to Egypt out of fear. However, King Jehoiakim sent some men to Egypt, including Elnathan, son of Achbor, and they brought Uriah back from there. They took him to King Jehoiakim, who had him executed, and had his body thrown into the burial place of the common people. However, Ahiakam, son of Shaphan, used his influence to keep Jeremiah from being handed over and executed by the people. New Testament reading. John chapter 21, verses 15 through 25. Peter's Restoration. Then when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these do? He replied, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus told him, feed my lambs. Jesus said a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He replied, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus told him, shepherd my sheep. Jesus said a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that Jesus asked him a third time, Do you love me? And said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus replied, Feed my sheep. I tell you the solemn truth. When you were young, you tied your clothes around you and went wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will tie you up and bring you where you do not want to go. Now Jesus said this to indicate clearly by what kind of death Peter was going to glorify God. After he said this, Jesus told Peter, follow me. Peter and the disciple Jesus loved. Peter turned around and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. 
This was the disciple who had leaned back against Jesus' chest at the meal and asked, Lord, who is the one who is going to betray you? So when Peter saw him, he asked Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus replied, If I want him to live until I come back, what concern is that of yours? You follow me. So the saying circulated among the brothers and sisters that this disciple was not going to die. But Jesus did not say to him that he was not going to die, but rather, if I want him to live until I come back, what concern is that of yours? A final note. This is the disciple who testifies about these things and has written these things, and we know that his testimony is true. There are many other things that Jesus did. If every one of them were written down, I suppose the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20, the Great Commission. So the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came up and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 18. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The one who believes and is baptized will be saved, but the one who does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and whatever poison they drink will not harm them. They will place their hands on the sick, and they will be well. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious God, we thank you, O Lord, for an opportunity to get in your word. We thank you. We thank you that you communicate with us through your word by the power of your spirit, that you are indeed in conversation with your people, and that you have granted to us these words in our hearing from Scripture, O God, and that you have been speaking to your people. You've not turned your back on us. You've not given us the silent treatment, but you have been beckoning us unto yourself, for you are loving and kind and gracious towards us. And for that, we thank you, O God. We thank you for your patience, which is Beyond our imagination, it is indescribable, O God, how patient you have been with humanity, O Lord. How kind and merciful you have been towards us, O God. As we have journeyed through Scripture, we have seen the ways in which people have disobeyed you. People who have claimed your name, who have claimed your moral high ground, who have used such to oppress others, to dominate others to get gain for themselves, O oh God. We have seen pattern over and over and over again, and we have seen you graciously issuing a prophetic word to repent. We have seen the hardening of hearts, the turning away, the manipulation of your words, O oh God, and we have found ourselves both grieved and convicted and sobered. O oh God, would you help us to desire to hear your prophetic word, a word calling us to repent, a word calling us to apologize, 
a word calling us to make right and to repair, O God. To walk and live in holiness. O God, forgive us for the ways in which we have ignored you. We have We have clogged up our own spiritual ears that we might not hear what you are calling us into, who you are calling us to be, O Lord. But today we acknowledge our tendency to do such, to have convenient ignoring of you, O God. Forgive us, O Lord. Forgive us, O Lord. God, in your mercy and your kindness and your compassion, forgive us. And thank you, O Lord, that your word comes to us over and over and over again for those who are called by your name, for those who are in the center of your hand, in your grace, in your kindness, and in your mercy, for your name's sake, because of the promises that you have made before the foundations of the earth, you come to your people over and over and over again. Thank you, O God. We find ourselves getting tired and fatigued when we repeat ourselves just a couple of times, but you have been repeating yourself to come to you all who are heavy laden and you would grant to us rest. You have been repeating yourself over and over again. Repent, turn to Jesus, trust in the Lord. Over and over again, you have been sending this message. And when we are not ready, when we are self-righteous, when we are cozy with our sin, when we are making excuses for not casting our cares upon you and turning from our sin and turning to you, we will despise the prophet's voice that you send. God, but please do not judge us. Do not give us judgment, but instead give us grace, which you have given to us through your son, Jesus Christ. Don't give us the silent treatment, O Lord, but instead continue to speak to your people and speak to our hearts. For when you speak life, life, its very self is created. When you speak, the cosmos comes into existence. When you speak, a hard heart becomes tender. So continue to speak to us, O God. Speak to us through your word, O Lord, and change us from the inside out. And let the words that we speak and the meditations of our heart grant you honor and praise. Let them be acceptable in your sight. It is in your name that we pray and acknowledge our own sinfulness, O God. We confess it right here and right now. And we ask, O Lord, that you would forgive us and change us. It is in Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. When children have a listening companion who hears, acknowledges, and encourages their early experiences with God, it creates a spiritual footprint that shapes their lives. Lacey Finn Borgo's book, Spiritual Conversations with Children draws on her own experience of practicing spiritual direction with children. She offers an overview of childhood spiritual formation and introduces key skills for engaging conversation from a Christ-centered perspective. In this book, you'll find ideas for engaging children with play, art, and movement, along with prayers to use together. Whether you are a parent or grandparent, pastor or spiritual director, you will find this to be a friendly guide into deeper ways of listening. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word, that's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, 
whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go slow to the city.